Welcome back to Kafaru Cast, everyone. Uh, I am your solo host today. My partner in crime, Frank, is freezing to death in Idaho with Jordan Cower. And I can assure you he is not peeing by the vehicle because uh, Jordan might shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, today we have a super good friend of mine, um, sniper extraordinaire, also great lawnmower, <laughs> John Pinch. <laughs> Okay, I'll take all. I'll take credit for those things. So, <laughs> anyway, no, yeah, I got it. You got me out of some work. I got my guys going this morning, and so I can spend a little time chatting with you. I never want to turn that down. So I appreciate the call. So, no, oh, yeah, no problem. So you're on a roll, man. Is it four or five uh, victories in a row for you? Yeah, I think I thought it was five, and I think it's four. We did. A, I had a second place. And the I had a I won. Oh, you worthless son of a bitch! You got a second. <laughs> I know. I just <laughs> dropped the ball. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was like 230 rounds or something. And I was I was a I think a shot or two out of first, but um, yeah, we uh, it was a good run. I think last time I was on was was a was I was we were in Telluride, and I just won that match, and I had one more match after that, and then since then it's been on it's been going really well. We were in. Let's see, I flew over to Eastern Canada um, after that. Um, no, I went to Wyoming. Gunworks had a, a big match out there at their facility in Wyoming. And I won that one. It was a really cool match that uh, Philip Vallejo put on. And then went to Canada, Eastern Canada, uh, to a, a military base where they had a match, and I was able to win that. And then we went to uh, NorCal last week and won that. And then we had kind of a local more of a local a national match about seven hours away in uh, eastern washington when i was able to win that just edged out a, a, a good friend a teammate uh, jake Weber, um just a killer shooter he's probably one of my top rivals and edged him out by a few points so it was a been a good run i've been i've been pretty happy with how things are going lately so well, that's good and for those of you listening that um don't know it's the prs right is what we're talking about yeah, there's well, there's actually two leagues: the Precision Rifle Series, and there's a new there's a league called the National Rifle League, and they're both it's it's a long story, but they're both uh, national level leagues. The National Rifle League started from I guess they kind of had some disagreements with the way the Precision Rifle Series was ran, but they're they're very similar matches. Um, um, I, you know, I really like people in both leagues. National Rifle League is on a roll with they got really good marketing and and a marketing firm started them so they're they're doing really well with that but you know friends in both leagues I don't want to pick sides but both leagues are very competitive and um, just matches all over U.S. and Canada so um, I'm tied for I'm in first in both leagues right now for the season and the the national National Rifle League. Uh, championship is coming up in weekend after next so prepping for that and getting ready for the for the final match of the season so gotcha be good. and then you drew a killer tag because you haven't had a, you haven't hunted that much yet because yeah. you've been competing <laughs> no. i know it's been that's been the weirdest thing is because i was i mean i mean you know a couple of years ago well my whole life i hunted a lot i love it and um i do like this the 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 competition, it's, it kind of, I don't know, in some ways it's like, honey, you know, you're pushing yourself, preparing, you know, and working hard. And it's kind of, it has honestly taken the place of some hunting. So I haven't hunted as much, but I've got some hunts coming up. I got a coos deer hunt 
uh, in January down in, in, in old Mexico. And then, um, and then I, what I'm real excited about is I drew a, a killer Nevada, uh, elk tag that starts, um, on the 20th of November. And so we're going down there. I'm going to go down solo around the 14th or 15th and spend that, you know, that five, six days just, just scouting, driving the roads. And I, I, you know, I got some, got some good info from some guys and still kind of gathering info and just going to spend that week, you know, getting everything dialed for, for the hunt. But that's got some, they've got a great, great horn growth and I'm super stoked. It could be a, it could be a big year down there for, it is a big year for horn growth and it could be, you know, the best shot I've ever had at a giant bull. So I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting really excited trying to get this finale out of the way. And then, and then all gears are going to shift towards that, getting the 338 ready to go and, and then getting everything gathered up and heading down to Nevada. So <clears throat> I can't wait. It's going to be, I've been Jones for hunt. I've been watching, you know, following you guys and all the pictures of everybody on, you know, on Instagram and all that stuff. And well, I I've gave you plenty to watch. It took me long enough. <laughs> I know it was like a soap opera for a two weeks. So oh, I look like a there, fucking but... <laughs> refugee coming out of there. Yeah, it's yeah, not starting to look like me. I I got so. uh, Frank got down to one eighty, uh, and I, really? I hit one ninety two. Uh, and I, when that was with eating thirty five hundred calories a day, but uh, wasn't enough. One night, when was the last time you were 192? Did you hit that well, last year? Last year when I got Giardia. Um, so that, I don't know if you can count that. I got to 186. But, you know, uh, I mean, I weighed 235 as a freshman. I was over two bills as a seventh grade kid. So, you know, right now, if I hover around 200, um, actually, I don't know if I talked to you about this, uh, my personal life on a podcast, but I went and got my growth and test levels checked and uh, they did this full body workup. Um, you know, like your basal metabolic rate, how hydrated you are, um, your body fat percentage, all your, you know, blood levels, liver levels. Anyway, um, you know, it was, it was, I'm curious, you know, of, of, um, you know, when you, you realize how fucked up you are when you go get everything tested, right. Or how good you are in some ways and bad yeah. in others. And, uh, I burned 2,370 calories a day sitting, doing nothing. So you can imagine no what way. I'm burning, climbing mountains and stuff. So yeah, I'm like a human garbage disposal. Well, you've seen me eat. I can put it down. Oh yeah. I mean, is there is there any way for you to to carry enough food, enough calories in to to not to not lose weight like that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe on a shorter hunt, but you know, we prepacked food in in a lot, and I still ate my way out. And we, you know, I had to leave a couple of days early. We, well, I say early, yeah. fucking 12 days in, but, um, we were supposed to make it to 15. We probably could have made it to 13, but, uh, yeah. it would have been close. So yeah. Well, yeah. But even, whatever. even leaving early and eating extra food, you still got, you still went way, way backwards. Yeah. So oh yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. It, uh, uh ah, you, did, it is what it is. Did, did you get your test, your results back? Yeah. So my, yeah, I'm all fucked up. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> my hormone or my test levels are like average or maybe slightly below for my like normal test. Like if your uh -huh. range is from 200 to a thousand or whatever, I was at like 500 or four or something, but my, my growth okay. level, growth hormone levels were super low. Um, 
my uh, my liver levels were screwed up, but that's because I had just pissed blood a few days before and blacked out from dehydration. So, but uh, you know, so I'm taking all kinds of stuff now, which is already I've noticed in two weeks. I've already noticed a difference. So, like supplements and stuff. Well, I'm taking tests and gross. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. I look like I'm a druggie again. Um, <laughs> but you and I had talked about it. that on hunts before and everything. And, mm, oh, yeah. You, you know, I, Rogan has told me it was a game changer, and I figured, well, I'll wait till I'm 40 and, yeah. and whatever. And, and uh, so if I see if I get all yeah. jacked or not, and then I'll be all whatever, if I get all buff again. Well, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I don't, you don't think about when you're younger. I'm getting... You know, I'm getting getting closer to 40, and you start to think about, you know, you start to feel a little different on some hunts, and and you wonder, you hear all your buddies talking about the test, and you hear, you know, I listen to Rogan a lot, and you hear those guys talk about it, and how there's, you know, upside, all upside and no downside, and I, it's hard for me to believe, but I, you know, I know more and more guys going going on it, and it's, uh, it's it's interesting. I've been, I'll be curious to hear what you think after, you know, after. Uh, testing it out a little bit so yeah i mean give it a couple months and see what happens but uh man i was gonna ask you i which i don't even know if i'm supposed to talk about this but i don't give a shit so (laughs) i've got another buddy that you know that shoots in the prs and in the different um you know same kind of competitions you do and he had mentioned to me that it was kind of going to the uh like millennials must be running the shit because they're starting to do like participation trophies where the <laughs> the best shooters are not maybe being rewarded or potentially being awarded the way that they should be. And I probably should ask you about this offline, but I don't care. What's going on with that? <laughs> oh man. Um, well, it's yeah. There, oh, dude. I don't know. So it, I put you oh, on the spot. Every match is ran. No, well, it's fine. It's it's definitely a debate. There's some guys that have some pretty decent size followings and podcasts that absolutely rant against, um, you know, this just should be a, you know, a fun sport and a hobby. But when you start, when there's thousands of dollars, you know, you know, two, three, five, ten thousand last year's finale, if you do won, those, you won 50,000. Do, do those guys suck? The guys uh, ranting, it should yeah. be fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're they're yeah they're not. I mean, I don't know if they've ever been top twenty or you know. I I don't. I mean, I don't want to say that because I whatever. But no, they're not. They're definitely not in the running. And so there's a lot of money on the line at some of these. And so obviously it gets competitive. And some of the guys think it should just be for fun. Well, I can't travel around. And this is personally speaking, I can't travel around and afford airplane tickets and rental cars and what it takes to chase the sport without, you know, being able to, to have it be self-sustaining and hopefully make a little bit of money. And some guys are saying, well, if you need to do that, then you're not, you don't do it because you love it. You know, you do it because, uh, because you're greedy or something. That sounds like a guy that has a lot of money. Uh, that yeah that's that could be the case too. Well, and i mean you you look um, at it i don't know looking at from the outside looking in and this is just from talking with my buddy a person that knows they're not going to win is going to shoot it for fun you know yeah. going into it you're not going to win because you're not at a level that everyone else is so they are still shooting it for fun you're shooting it for fun still but You've put enough time, effort, and money into it that you need to get a reward back. And if you yeah. want to go shoot for fun, you can go shoot at a target on the side of a hill outside. 
um, and set up your own course. And I don't know. I think that's a flawed way to look at it because, I mean, one, it's a male-dominated sport. Not to say women aren't competitive because I know tons that are. But, I mean, men are generally – um, you know, you have a lot of alphas, you have competitive guys and yep. let's face it. I don't know exactly how much the companies are making that, uh, you know, sponsor yeah. the sport or you, but I'm going to go ahead and take a guess. It's a shitload. So yeah. if everyone else is being rewarded, your sponsors or the people that work with it, why wouldn't the guys that are promoting the sport, making the sport what it is, why wouldn't they be rewarded? Yeah, I mean, this is a discussion we have, and it's hard because so some of the some of the and this is this is not going to be a popular thing to say, and uh, I mean, it's okay. So sometimes it matches. There's there's a there there always is a prize table and there's and you know cash rewards and stuff, and so they'll call up the the guys in order to finish. You know, first place, so on, so forth, second place. And and then you you your you know there's sometimes there's checks and there's also prizes and some of the prizes are very good and um, so sometimes they'll call up people that finished 60th or 70th or they'll give things away in a raffle and that's it's it's, it's fine if companies want to do that that's their prerogative it has nothing to do with the people that get called up or win the raffle that's awesome for them but when you go into it thinking it's a competition with a prize and then your prize goes away, it's, it's a, it's a difficult thing. And you can't say, you can't say anything in the moment. Well, I can't because I'm too politically correct. And, uh, um, I need to grow some balls, I guess, but it's all, it's frowned on it for these guys, you know, you know, I come off as greedy or something if that were to happen. And, and I, it's, it's tough because, we're trying to. I want to keep doing the sport. I love. It. I'm. I'm. I'm addicted to it. Absolutely addicted to it. Um, and I want to keep doing it. And the only way to keep doing it is for it to, you know, make sense. And I can't go bankrupt chasing the sport around. And so if I can make some money, it's great. So it's definitely. It's not every match, but sometimes there'll be match directors that will say, "Hey, instead of, you know, first place getting this, we're going to give it to um, a person who." maybe shot a 308 instead of a six millimeter and that person finished 70th out of, you know, out of everybody. And for some reason he gets the prize and that's, you know, it is, I, I'm not sure why that mentality is creeping in. Although you see it everywhere. One of my buddies said, he goes, he goes, well, y'all voted for Trump, but y'all have a Bernie mentality. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's, got, it's kind of funny, but anyway, I, I'm I'm burning some bridges here, but I, it's fine. I everybody, a lot of guys know me enough to know that I'm I'm not a dick, and I'm not I'm not trying to take stuff away from guys that get a random draw or something. I think that's good for them. But I do like I grew up in a competitive, same as you do. We grew up, you know, you work hard, uh, and you know, to the victory go the spoils kind of thing. If you lose, like when I get my butt kicked, it motivates me to work harder, and that's. I love that, and I don't. I don't want to be rewarded for for mediocrity, um, and I think it's just a different mindset that seems to be happening more and more in this country. And that's a whole other. I mean, we're we're getting deep now with uh, with with society, but uh, it sure seems that way. And I don't, I don't know what to do about it. It's you know I love the sport. I'm gonna keep doing it, but sometimes, not 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 often, but getting to be more and more. Um, it seems like that's happening a little bit. So it's, I don't know. 
Any, what do you think? <laughs> no, I mean, I think um, when you uh, any, I mean, if I was to, you know, a lot of it, how much is how much you love the, um, you know, how, how com- I'm always competitive, but how at what level is going to be of what how, how much of my heart is in the sport? If I go play golf. Yeah. I'm playing for fun. I may not want to lose, but I've just, you know, already chalked up. I'm getting my ass kicked because I'm not a golfer. But if I go to a 3D competition, let's say, or a field shoot archery, I'm in it to win it. You know, I'm I'm going because I want to win or shoot. You know, I always have followed the um, guidance of shoot the very best you can. Don't shoot against anyone else, and you're probably going to come out on top anyway. You know, shoot against, shoot to the best of your ability. And and you're you're probably gonna be probably gonna be you know at the top, and if you didn't, you yeah. can walk off saying I fucking tried, and I need to go back and work on things and hold your head high. Yeah. Whatever motivational yeah. shit you need to post on your Instagram page, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but if you if you enter something like that, you guys are, and I don't I don't think there's any problem with a separate table for general prizes, right? Like I don't I don't 100%. think it's, but I think. Um, the it's hard good for work. The sport. I, yeah. and I do, do like that. You know, I you, agree. You know, let's say Leupold um, throws in a range finder, okay, and then Night Force throws in something, and uh, I don't know, whatever, yep. um, you know, picket, yep. whatever, muzzle brakes, whatever the hell you guys give away. Some of those yeah. things yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. give to the general public of guys that just show up to shoot or gals, and of course. But if you're laying down a $7,000 custom rifle, I don't think that should go to 80th place. Me personally, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, watched, I've watched that happen multiple times. But, but and I mean, I'm not in yeah. this sport, but I'll I'll bring it back to archery. If I show up and Levi Morgan, Tim Gillingham, whoever you name off the best shooters that are there, do I want to come away with a True Balls Excel site? Yeah, that'd be cool, you know. I, I I paid to get there. I'm bringing back something. Should I come away with a fully loaded prime bow with four dozen arrow or what? Probably not. If I, you know, took in the bottom ten, you know, if I if I was in the yeah. the last ten, I just I like that yeah. there is a goal, and I try to teach this to my daughter that if if whatever you put your heart into and you try the hardest and you work your butt off for it, you know, no, honey, you're probably not going to be able to dunk. Okay, no matter how hard you work, <laughs> there's restrictions, right? Don't enter that sport. Yep. Okay, you know, and yeah. and if you suck at shooting, shoot for fun. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But if you're someone that has is is gifted with talent and has put the time, effort, and money, and I know how much time and effort you've put into it, you should be rewarded, or those people should be rewarded. Now, again. I think it is, like you say, society or whatever, participation trophies, don't fat shame, don't whatever. Well, I can tell you the reason I'm not fat now is because I got fat shamed. I'm all for fat shaming because I'd still be fat. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I love it. That's what I love. Didn't Rogan was talking about that? I totally agree. I mean, that's that's how, I mean, I had a discussion with my wife. She's like, that's so mean. And I'm like, no, hear me out. We talked about it. You're like, well, okay, that's a good point. I mean, you don't, you don't get better at anything. Like when I play baseball or, you know, working, if you if we're sticking working, you watch a company roll up next to you and do a better job. You're like, if I don't do a better job, I'm out of a, I'm out of a job. So I got to do better than that company's doing right there. So, you know, 
we do landscape. And if you see somebody knock out a better job, you better believe that the na- your job's going to go to them because the neighbor's looking better. So you step up your game. And that's, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And to, to hide that stuff, you're, I think it's bad for, I mean, it's bad for everyone. I mean, we all want to improve. Like I, every time I shoot, I want to get better. I'm, I want to get better at family life, like everything, you know, everything you do. I like the, you know, perpetual growth. And when you make everybody feel good, dude, that's out the window. I, I mean, it's kind of pissing me off, but. No. And I, I, you know, you look at it, I mean, and this is not the same, but like we, we train a lot, you know, like, and when my daughter oh, comes, yeah. when we go up the fire road or whatever, the tower trail and in my, my daughter, who's more fit. I mean, she's a 17 year old long distance runner track kid. When yeah. she la- so, lays yeah. up going halfway up, I am yelling at her. And if, you know, Amy's like, be nice. And I, you know, cause I'm yelling yeah. at her, Kaylee, get the fuck up the hill. And which I shouldn't cuss my kid. And I mean, we have that relationship. We're close. And if she crushes it and I set a goal, I'm like, Kaylee, if you keep up with me, we're going to go do whatever. You know what I mean? We'll go get you a new shoe, whatever she wants. There is a goal and there is a there's a task and a condition and a standard. Kaylee, your task is to get up the hill. You know, whatever the condition, the standard, you got to keep up with me. And then there's the reward. Now, sometimes the reward is just the internal knowledge that you kicked ass. That only goes so far when you're going broke, hitting, (laughs) achieving your goals. And then you're just going to have a bunch of people that show up and shoot like shit. And then what does that say for all the different companies working with you? Hey, you can show up and shoot mediocre, buy our product. People buy the products that the winners are using. Yeah, capable of winning, and that's the thing. Like I got, we got great companies, dude. And the sport is the sport is awesome. I love the people, but yeah, I just I love that. I, when I got into this, that was the addicting thing. Like I'm super super competitive, and I haven't had that outlet in a while, in a really tangible way. And that's what was just hooked me. And and when when people look at that as a bad thing, not and and this is and I'm generalizing. This is not. There's a lot of people that agree with me, and a lot, and it, this is not rampant, but it's a little bit, <clears throat> and it's concerning. Um, I because I just I love the competition. If it wasn't there, like you said, you know, I'm gonna have guys come over. You know, we can throw twenty bucks down and have a good time at my house without a bunch of organization and and, and travel. You know, uh, you know, the competition is what makes it awesome going to shoot against guys like Jake and Brian and, you know, you know, Austin or game. There's, there's a handful of guys out there that when you beat them at a match, you know, you did something pretty impressive because it's as good as it get, you know? So. Right. It's, well, it's fun. some of the but, hardest I've pushed myself physically, you know, in the last couple of years, which is his minor or whatever, but you know, short bursts or it, but was keeping up with um, Aaron pick to get to the top of the, the fire road. It's my own internal dilemma that a guy can beat me like that. It drives me crazy. And whether or not he's going at a pace to just torment me so we finish at the same time, when I at least tie with him or come close. But that didn't cost it. We drove down and. No, I just, I said, I remember when you called and you're like, dude, there's a new guy hiking with us. I got to set my game up. And I'm sitting here going, how are you going to step your, step your game up from where you're already at? But, you know, then you did. So it just, you know. Exactly. Well, I tried. And the thing is, is that costs no money. You know, we drive down, we train. That is all for in my own personal 
growth and training, you know, wanting to increase my training. Okay, now, I mean, this is never going to happen, but let's say there's, um, you know, <laughs> where all of a sudden there's this backpack cardio uh, across the nation where it's competitive. Okay, so I've trained my butt off, blood, sweat, tears, I went to the doctor to make sure my knees are good, physical therapy, yoga. I've done all this shit. I show up and first one's in Wyoming, two miles, 80 pounds, straight uphill. I crush it and I win. And there's all these prizes and it starts out where, all right, all this is worth it. I get good prizes. I get good money. Okay. So then I show up six months later and some dude rolls in smoking a cigarette, drinking a Coke. I crush him by 45 minutes. The top five are at the top of the hill before he's halfway up. We come down. He gets a fully loaded <laughs> Kafaru to pull off the shelf because he showed up. Yeah, I might be a little pissed off. You know, I mean, I like cookies. Maybe I wanted to eat some extra cookies, but I chose to try and win. And that's kind of the way that I, I look at it, I guess. Now, I think most improved is something should always be rewarded. Yeah. You know, for guys. Yeah, and that's. I agree. There's, and then there's, there's that there's, you know, there's some, you get, you got kids coming out, which is awesome. The future of the sport. So let's give those, let's give those kids stuff. Let's get, you know, um, I, 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 I gotta keep my mouth shut. I'm going to get in trouble, but they, they well, I'm going to say, it. I don't care. They, uh, they give a top tactical or top military trophy out. Oh, I should shut my mouth. <laughs> Maybe we should not talk about it. <laughs> right. they they give okay whatever i like these guys they know me it's fine if you have a problem call me i'm it's all good they they give a trophy out to top mill or top tactical or military leo so if you're actively in service which i love those guys i'm thankful for them but if you're getting paid full time to shoot whatever and you come out and you get 50th like usually happens and you get a, oh, I shouldn't say this. Anyway, it just seems weird. Like, well, I can't, I just, let's go right down the order. First through the bottom and, and where you finish is where you finish. And it just seems weird giving trophies out to guys for 50th because they're in the, in the army. I love army guys. I don't, anyway, I. Yeah, I no, and I'll, I'll, I'll vouch for you on that one. <laughs> I mean, you're definitely pro military and, and, and again, oh, yeah. that's kind of throwing in a different, um, um, Dynamic, obviously, anytime you talk about the military or whatever, obviously you want to reward the military for their sacrifices. But, you know, leaving oh, that yeah. out and just talking about cut the competition side of things, really what it boils down to in the end, in my mind, looking at this stuff, and I base a lot of it off of archery, for example. Um, yeah. The amount of money, the amount of money that these companies make that are supporting the, um, you know, the different competitions because, okay, would, would Matthews pay the absurd amount to Levi Morgan that they paid if Levi wasn't winning? Well, no, of cor yeah, course not. Exactly. They pay him because he wins. And if yeah. all of these companies that are supporting the sport, um, most of the guys like, okay, if I'm going to get into it and the number one reason I haven't gotten into what you're doing is I know I'd get addictive and I can't afford it. I don't have the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't call the guy that took 50th or 60th. I call John cause he usually takes first. And I say, John, what do I need to get going? Like, what do I got to get to get ramped up here? Um, 
because I, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. You're going to give me the list. More than most likely, it's going to be people sponsoring you because you believe in that equipment, or it's going to be companies that you've worked with before and know and are proven. Okay, that that's it. In, in, end of story. That is how life works. People don't buy uh, outdoor shit to go backpack hunting by guys that never kill anything and have to come home early. You don't buy bows by guys that don't win world championships. You don't buy arrows that break all the time. I mean, you buy what the winners are using, usually. Yeah, and we're we're winning with stuff that you know you you pick the very best stuff, the stuff that works, and you figure what it is, and then and then you just go, and that's and that's stuff everybody uses, a hundred percent. Yeah, and if you don't have that, you don't have a sport. You have a hobby. And you yeah. know, again, well, and, that, and that's the argument a lot of people want to keep. They want to keep it a hobby. They want it to be like this, and that's that is a direct. There's a a guy that did a podcast for an hour that that ranted about how this was a hobby and not a sport. I'm like, man, when you put fifty grand on it for a, for a match, I don't know what kind of hobby does starts doing that. I mean, that's it's not thinking, you know, it's not archery money, it's not it's not you know, it's not football money, but it's new for shooting a gun. You know, if you can take that out of a match, that's pretty good money. And it kind of takes it, in, in my mind, it starts to take it out of the, the hobby league and put it into a sport. Like, this is getting pretty competitive. Yeah, well, so, and again, the 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 competitive nature of it is also going to be dependent upon how much money the companies are making that support it. And then this isn't me guessing. That I mean, This is history, right? Like you can <laughs> look. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you run companies. I mean, you give stuff away to train to hunt or whatever you're doing. As, as to help them out, but also as to get, you know, your name out and your and marketing. It is what it is. It's good stuff. I mean, everybody needs to make money. That's the goal. Yeah. And the bigger that that sport gets, the more money that a company like me or, you know, whoever Mystery Ranch is going to donate into it because it's getting more and more eyes looking at it. And, and the thing is, um, I don't know, whether it be bench press, vertical, uh, you know, broad jump, you know, three-pointers, everything statistics, right? Um, you don't look at what the lowest guy benched. Well, maybe if you want to feel good about yourself and be like, I benched more than that guy. But, yeah. you, you you know, you look at what the <laughs> top numbers what are. Do. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Well, and it, and it, and it yeah. gives you a goal to, to, to try and achieve. Like somebody sees the scores the top five are putting out. They know where they need to be to, to win and what to work at or what gear they need to approve on, improve on or whatever. To me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I remember starting. Yeah, when I'm starting, I'm going to go out. Like, I remember looking at actually a couple of guys. I'm on a team with some guys. Uh, there's a Paul Reed. There's a guy, uh, Dave Preston and Jake Viver. Those two guys um, have been the top of the game for quite a while. So Jake and Dave, I would follow, see what they're doing, watch their videos. This is when I was getting into it. You know, I've shot a long, long time, so I had a good base of knowledge, but I got on the competitive side just a few years ago. And, and watching those guys, um, you know, is, is what's huge. Um, and, you know, seeing what they're doing, seeing what they're running, like you said about scores, you see, like, man, they went to a match where you shot 220 shots and they hit 90% of those. Um, that's a high bar. I mean, that's a lot of shooting. And some of these are tiny little targets where you just barely miss the edge. You know, it would be a kill shot on a rabbit a hundred times so it's like essentially they could they were shooting if you were shooting a small game they probably hit it almost a hundred percent of the time you're like and this is out to long long ranges and so you're going man you can start to see what's possible and that's the benchmark and that's what makes the thing fun of what they strive towards so 
I don't know. No, I, I mean, it. it's an arguable subject, but it's also not arguable in a lot of ways if you want to see the sport grow. Um, you know what I mean? I, and, I mean, if you wanted... I mean, well, I'm, is that what you... So this, that's another argument, what you said. If you, there are, a lot of people's argument is, is and sorry, my voice is gone, so I'm, I hope you can hear me okay. But um, a lot of people's argument is, um, well, help younger, newer shooters because they're going to benefit from the product more. And that is 100% a valid argument. I've, I have my product. Um, but at the same time, if, if they think giving it, giving the stuff to the bottom of the list or in a raffle helps the sport more, helps it grow. What, what do you think? Because it's a valid argument of giving, you know, of giving, giving that stuff to, to different people. Have you seen that in the archery? I mean, how is the archery competition? Grown? You, you got to look at it. It's different in the sense of when you go to a local tournament, it is a hobby. It's a fun tournament. You know, there's obviously competition, male, female kids, um, but then you go to a national shoot, which is what you're shooting. You have, I don't know, I haven't been to one in a while, whatever, 1,500 people show up, 1,700 people show up. You've got different classes, right? The different classes. You've, yeah. you've got uh, multiple different classes. And let's say, you know, whatever, if, you, if the sport, the PRS sport grows, right? So let's say you've got yeah, open yeah. sights as a class, which would be equivalent to bare bow or whatever. Okay, they have their own pot, and that pot is deemed off of how many entries is is in it. So if you got 15 people with a lever action 30-30, pot's not going to be very big. But if you're a traditionalist, that's what you want to do, you've chosen. Okay, well then you go up to where, let's say the level of where you're at, you've got the gear, but you don't yeah, have the skills. Class. Yeah, you have open. You've got, the, you've got the skills, or you've got the gear, but you don't have quite the, the skills. That's going to be generally guys like me showing up that I can shoot. I haven't had a, you know, I can't put the time in it I want to, but that class is going to be pretty damn big and that's going to have a pretty big pot. And then you have pro. Pro is going to have a bigger entry fee, um, obviously. They, it always does because there's going to probably be less pros. Yeah, okay. And then, but let's say an amateur entry fee is 100 bucks. pro is 5 Okay, well, if pro is 500 to enter... Your your pot's still going to be big, but in the 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 grand scheme of things here, is the pros are going to have more money from contingency money from their sponsors because they're selling more gear, they're selling more equipment, um, you know, because everybody wants to know what the pros are shooting, and their prizes are going to be bigger as well um, because they are bringing more to the sport than the average Joe. That's that's just life, okay. and so yeah. And I think to to me, and I I know nothing about the PRS other than it's cool watching you guys yeah, shoot. But from a competitive it's level, fun. it's smaller than it's definitely smaller, and that's the thing. It's definitely smaller than archery. It's just the barrier to entry is high on it. It's it's very technical. Well, here he, um, here's what this should tell you though. Uh, gun to bow hunting is probably an eighty twenty shift. There's probably twenty percent bow hunters yeah. hunters and eighty percent rifle. Or something. Rifle hunting is yeah. the big one. So if people wanted to grow the sport of what you're doing, you know, the people making the decisions at the top of the heap um, need to make those decisions, meaning, okay, you look at Total Archery Challenge. No money, right? There's just all kinds of novelty stuff. You just show up to shoot and it's got a course. 
okay, I a hundred percent. When you go to that, and if that was a open rifle competition, people are going to dabble, try it out, fling, you know, fling not fling arrows, you know, fire some rounds downrange at distances they probably shouldn't. Um, sh- you know, have <laughs> yeah. guys like you there doing some instruction. Totally, whoever shows up there should get a prize. That is a hundred percent a participation yeah, trophy deal. But what you're doing right yeah. now. It's not a participation. In my opinion, when I look at it, and I'm the guy to ask because I don't know shit about it, when I look at that, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? I'm looking at it as these guys are some of the best shooters in the world or let's say North America. And if I want to increase my game, I need to ask the guys at the top. Okay, well, you take the other mentality of this is a fun thing. Okay, well, if it's fun, fun things don't grow, right? Okay. Do you know anything as big as yeah. the NFL? NFL is yeah, probably the biggest, exactly. right? Okay, what what yeah. do those guys get for contracts or everything else? Okay, well, I mean that yeah. grew. Mon- money is yeah. the root of all evil, but it grew because of money. The more money put into it, the more you get out of it. And I don't know if I'm way off base here, what you think, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, that's what I was curious on the archery side. Obviously, archery is huge. Um, I just, I mean, it makes sense to me where. I, that's the thing, it, you know, as the sport grows and there's more support, there's more, um, you know, more financial incentive, you pull more and more, the competition level rises. And I, I would like to see, yeah, I guess see the club level and the local level stuff grow a lot more for guys to get better and learn. I mean, as a hunter, man, you could learn so much by hitting a couple of these matches of, you know, you get off your belly, you, you know, you just get practice in the wind and you learn so much so fast compared to what I've done, you know, my whole life compared to what, you know, shooting long range my whole life versus the last two or three years. What I've learned is, is I don't know how, I don't know how you can replicate that. So I would love to see the, the smaller, the club, the local level grow more and more and more. And, and that obviously will grow the, the national level as the guys move to the top of the club level and then move into the national level with a more competitive, you know, uh, view of the, of the sport. So, um, I, I, it's a combination of things. I don't know what the right answer is, but, um, it, it, there's, there's some things that some of us, it's, it's a little strange, like we talked about, but, but still, like I said, I love it. I, I it's fun where it's going, but, um, I, I don't know what the answer is. It's going to be, yeah, well, it's gonna be interesting to see what the future holds. It seems like, um, you know, and just so I'm not, uh, I don't know, whatever, taken out of context, because obviously I'm speaking out of my ass here, because I, I, you know, I don't shoot in it. I, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but it seems to me like two classes would be the, you know, or starting off with two classes where you, where you, you know, mountain biking's the same way. I mean, they have multiple classes, but if you have a, a sport class, a pro class. And then the um, entry fees and the prizes are applicable or commensurate with each class. That would make I like sense. That idea. Um, yeah, well, right the, now they have some they have some classes, but the entry fees are the same. Um, <clears throat> so it's I, I wouldn't mind a, a higher entry fee, you know, a, a quote unquote pro level or whatever. And and but that I don't know. That's interesting. I don't like to thought about that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, and I'm I'm bouncing it off of. Um, you know, yeah. obviously a lot of this off of archery, but I've thought, um, yeah. you know, as I get older and I don't, you know, I've kind of went the wrong direction in technology. I'm shooting a stick, but as I get older, I might go to a rifle, let's say. And if my competitive nature 
you know, something's tickling my pickle and needs me to get back into something super competitive. I mean, that would be something cool to do, but it is expensive to travel and everything else. So I've got a choice of saving up some money and going to just a couple shoots, learning what I can, hobnobbing and bullshitting with you guys. As I get better, there has to be an incentive to go to more and more. Um, You have kind of a, a line in the sand of... Do I go pro or do I just keep working as a, an electrician and, and uh, do my best and uh, just go when I can? But if there's not a carrot dangling in front of you to keep you going to win, it'll peter out. I mean, it just I mean, that's hit. That's history. And so there has got to be the juice has got to be worth the squeeze uh, to me. Um, and I know with you. Dude, I know what it – I mean, I know you got sponsors and everything, but I, I know um, what it costs you and how much training goes into it. Yeah. I mean, dude, you're probably making yeah. like negative 37 bucks an hour at this point because of how much you put it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe more than that, right? That's, that's, you're not far off, man. It's not, It's kind of funny when people are like, oh, man, you're whatever, the sponsor, all this stuff. I'm like – I was like, what? Like, yeah. Yeah, I am, and I am. I'm grateful. I got some awesome sponsors, but at the same time, it's like, man, it doesn't even put a dent in it. It, it helps a lot, it, and it, but it's not. I'm not making Levi Morgan money. I know that. <laughs> oh yeah, and so, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I say friends with Le- Levi, and I, well, we're getting ready to go hunting together. And I mean, I you know, I Le- I talk to Levi, and I don't. I have never. You know, I don't know exactly, but. Something like ten million for ten years, or some crazy shit. I mean, he didn't tell me that, but I know yeah. uh, that is. The rumor mills out there. I, I highly doubt that that is not a fact, right? I mean, whatever. I'm going to ask him. He'll probably tell me to shut up. Uh, but you know, <laughs> um, but denial is all. You know, if someone, if you, if it's, if you get immediate denial, that's also your answer that it's true. Meaning, like, exactly. I can't talk about it. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I got my answer. Yep. Um, <laughs> so well, you know, congr- then you just congratulate him. You're like, "Hey, hey, good for you, dude. That's awesome." Oh yeah, so. no, I, it's, it's ridiculous, <laughs> right? But I mean, the guy yeah, does well. a lot for the sport. He sells a lot of products, oh, and yeah. he gets a lot of people into the yeah. sport. Um, I don't know. I've thought about showing up just to photograph you guys shooting at a couple of the tournaments you go to, just to give you guys the photos and see how it all works. I I like sh- shooting. I watch what you guys do. It's fun. But I also know I'm extremely competitive and I probably get addicted to it and that's not good for me. I don't have time. I, I'm shooting a stick. If I ever want to kill anything again, I certainly don't want to get addicted to PRS. <laughs> uh, dude, you shoot so much right now. You shoot every day just with, your, with doing your own stuff. So. Yeah, you about, well, you, like like we're talking about, you have to to uh, to be somewhat successful. You got to put the time and effort in, especially consistently. Totally. No, yeah, absolutely. What are some of the companies that you work with? Um, and uh, just because I, I know I, I got to order a Predator gun and I got to order a long range gun. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but what are you working with now or who are you working with? Yeah, I work with, um, there's a company, there's, there's a, a bunch of good action companies out there, but I'm working with a company called Curtis Actions. They came out with a new action that has traditionally actions have like a 90 degree bolt lift. So it's a higher lift. This has a 60 degree, kind of like a Tika. Um, kind of a real short throw. Um, they're 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 based out of Texas, and they've been super cool. Um, proof barrels, everybody knows them from the hunting side. Um, so I've got carbons on my hunting guns, and I just run their stainless steel barrels on my on my comp guns because we go through them so fast. And and 
weight is a benefit. So heavy, heavier guns for competition is good. So we just use those stainless steel barrels. Um, I use uh, I use a chassis instead of like a carbon stock. So instead of like a Manners or a McMillan for competition, I use a, a it's a MPA, a Masterpiece Arms chassis. Um, and then let's see what optics has been uh, work with Swarovski and Collis um, for for all my glass and I which was a natural fit with Swarovski from the hunting side I've used their stuff for, for forever and um, they they just came out with a new scope from Collis a new five to twenty five that's just been I've just been in love and I don't think since I got the new scope I've been like first or second like for a bunch of matches so it's been. I think that scope's pretty magical, and and they're not like you said. Like your podcast, you did about the best. There's there's lots of good companies. Nightforce makes a great scope, um, but this Collis is the brightest glass I've ever that I've ever seen so far. So I really like it. Um, I don't know. I work with you know Trigger Tech Triggers helps me out. Um, there's some other there's some other things, but th- those are my major ones um, that I that I really that have been that have been the most helpful and really you know masterpiece arms with the chassis and stuff that i run those guys are on like the forefront of a lot of things as far as innovation stuff in the sport so it's fun to be working with them but yeah that's the that's the the major the major stuff i really write stuff tripods has been really cool to me and uh working with those guys too a little bit so gotcha yeah that's 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 the basis of it but I need I need a sponsorship from like an airline, a hotel, and a rental car company. If we could figure that out. Yeah, that's no so. shit. Believe me, Frank and I are in the same boat. <laughs> if any vehicle companies want to talk to us, we're more than open. Uh, well, we lose yeah, exactly. we're losing so much money because we use everything. Nobody wants to give us money because we. I mean, we've had some companies, but I mean, when you use everything or you speak about everything, it it semi. It it certainly yeah, doesn't help you on the I'm, financial front. I mean, your podcast has been so. I love so. I've been listening. To, I, I do landscaping, right? So all day, earbuds in my ears, listening to different podcasts. So Rogan and you guys, and listening to podcasts for years. And you guys are thinking killing it the last since you guys started. Yeah, we we hit one point four million downloads on Podbean alone uh, in eight months. Dude. And so that's that doesn't take in iTunes or anything else. I think right? it, it it includes Stitcher, um, but it doesn't include iTunes, and it doesn't include people that are wow. like if your dad is technically challenged and just hops on Kefaro and pushes play. It doesn't count those okay. either. These are actual downloads, not listens. I don't know what the listen number is. It's extremely yeah. high. But, you know, a lot, a lot of that, in some ways, I'm sure people that dislike me hop on just waiting to hear what I have to say. And people that like me pop on just to hear because I say dumb shit all the time and some things I probably <laughs> should not say. But, um, here, but <laughs> yeah, you know, but, you, yeah. you you know, you look at, you know, the other day I had we did the. Uh, uh, on PC podcast, we had to edit quite a bit of that out. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> one of the things that got brought up was like social media and, and uh, people with high followings giving advice. Um, and oh, yeah. the thing is that that I it, try to convey is it is great for people to have a high following and get a lot of people into the outdoors. That's the goal. We're all in it together. 
But there's another thing of somebody with a high following that never really kills anything or hunts private ranches and does it and giving advice to guys for over-the-counter public land hunts or whatever. And and it wasn't like a negative thing. It was just a reality. Like, you're not going to listen to me for long-distance running advice. I might give it to you, but don't listen to it. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) You know, I could give people uh, advice on long-range shooting because I've been around you guys enough to fake it. But don't listen to me on that shit. I fucking missed all kinds of stuff. No, I, I totally agree. Like, I especially with, like, dude, the diff- if you got into the into the hunting world, um, I mean, I've done a lot of over-the-counter public land. And if you got into the hunting world looking at Instagram, thinking that you're going to go stumble it, and you could, but you're not going to go stumble into a 350 bull or, or a 190 deer very often. It happens. But you got to, I mean, there's a lot of places where I do. I'm from Oregon. You're OTC in Oregon with archery. I'm shooting. I'm shooting pretty any legal bull almost all the time. One, I love to eat elk meat, and two, it's hard to come by. I mean, I've been in places where, you know, you, I you see 350 bulls, and it's no big deal. I would die to see that in Oregon. And if you're if you're trying to get into the sport, seeing what other people are doing, and you go out there, you're gonna be so frustrated. I mean, you can, I've been on hunts for a week where you don't see anything, you know, oh. it, you know, you finally track like, yeah, you know, you're the last day and you can finally get into sign it. And I've been doing this a long time. So you go in there with a misperception from social media where you think you're going to run into, you know, you're just going to walk around in the woods and run into animals. It's going to be really frustrating for you. And you might not stick with it. You know, <laughs> it could damage your, your view on the whole thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I mean it. It is what it is, but it it the the fact of the matter is, if you're hunting over the counter public land, um, is it possible to find a 190 deer? Finding one, it's possible. Killing it, you know, it's going to be a little more difficult. <laughs> when I say over the counter, like Colorado, uh, second choice draw or first choice draw, kind of crap units, but. Um, and it elk's the same way, but you know, you look at to where twelve point unit, yeah, you're it's gonna look a bit more like Primos, you know. You put twelve points on it, you're probably gonna have a lot more success, you know. because <laughs> um, they just don't give out as many tags. Man, it's so hard because it, like it just seems as humans like that that bull I posted a Benz on the Kafaru page. Um the amount of questions and I got a lot of negative stuff sent to me in PMs and what's funny is is these people didn't realize I have been exactly where Ben is standing. Um, we have killed animals where Ben is standing. Um, it's public land. There's all kinds of yahoos back there. I mean, and guys were like, oh, money can buy it. And, of course, some of this is Ben's fault because he does piss away money frivolously on hunting. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. that not, not – I mean, when I say Ben's fault, meaning guys are like, oh, he paid a bunch of guys to scout. And it's like, you know what? I like Ben and I know what Ben, where Ben was at when he shot it. I know how many people knew about that bull. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that bull was kept tied to a tree. Um, No, it was getting hunted. Oh yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I was like, Hey guys, I mean, that's about as general as you can get. And it's not that far off the road, right? It's not like it's 14 miles in or he got flown in. Um, But you know, because of the hatred, I mean, which, you know, whatever on social media, you know, a lot of negative shit. Yeah. Money, money buys animals and, and everybody can agree on that. I mean, there's, that's the case. I was up on this particular hunt and we've been on, I've been on hunts with Ben where, I mean, 
you know, his, his brown bear tag last year, you got to pay to go on the hunt. It's money, right? There's, there's, yeah, or, or you, or you break the law. Gonna, yeah. You don't have a choice. You yeah, gotta, you gotta, you gotta yeah, pay guy. <laughs> yep. And so you pay the money. There's, there's bears out there. You're probably going to kill a bear. We got, you know, we know the guy at Spencer. He's awesome. And we killed the biggest bear they killed that year because of, because of the guide putting us on it, but also because we could cover the ground and make the shot. So it's different. This hunt, I was up there the week before for four or five days. And we saw two raghorns in, in, in those days, you know, that whole time hunting. I'm like, and it's sick and it's nasty. We ran into multiple hunters all the time of just didn't see Jack. Ben's bull's probably the biggest bull that's going to come out of there this year, those units. And there's a bunch of hunters. And not to mention the Indians get, there's tribes up there that get a pile of tags in that area. So it's getting hunted hard there was no guide no outfitter and i totally get that money can buy animals and and he had to he won this tag in a raffle it was you know for for a chunk of money but i know most guys i know would go out there and they'd either give up or they'd shoot a small bull like a two you know 280 300 inch bull Oh, yeah, no, and I can and tell you firsthand experience with Ben. He's waiting for that fucking unicorn to come out. I just, I mean, he will wait oh, yeah. for, I remember those Siri Indians drawing 180 on the ground and looking at me going, <laughs> grande is grande. And I'm like, he ain't fucking shooting it, boys. He wants 190. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. And yeah. Hang their head, walk away. Deal well, with it. Remember, so, Clay looked back at me, and it might you might have been beside me. He goes, "There's probably only two people in the world passing up on a one. It was 185, is what we figured. 183, Desert Bighorn. He's like, I can tell you right now, I'd be jerking dirty on that son of a bitch right now. And we walked <laughs> yeah, away we from it. it yeah, nope. yeah. We <laughs> and, and without without a second thought, he doesn't even. So Ben had this elk tag two years ago, and he ate it. He just. He saw some big bulls and he did. I, like, oh, I, I remember I was with like, you guys a few days in, yeah, uh, in the, yeah. gr- the great coastal rainforest, which I hate. I hate it too, man. <laughs> I just, I grew up here and the more I get out and hunt, the less I want to hunt here. It's just like, I just want to go where I can see and glass and hike and not trip through blackberries. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there's, it, there's, it, it, I, that particular bull, like, that's a big deal. I thought, you know. Well, what what was yeah, Ben's was pretty, goat? Was cool. Ben's goat was fifty and three eighths, and it sat in the freezer for a year because he didn't think it was big enough. Yeah, yeah, fifty yeah, plus inch goat. <laughs> I know, out of you know, out of Washington, you're not up in DC where they're rolling fifty twos and fifty fours and stuff. And I'm surprised know. one of us didn't it's fucking a- die getting to that thing. You remember how shitty yeah. that was? <laughs> Dude, coming down that thing, I thought I didn't think Ben was going to come out of that crevasse thing. He, he, Slipped into. I was like, oh, I guess. I thought he was going to come shooting by us like a pinball because he was going down a glacier. (laughs) Yeah, just come flying out of that thing. We remember James, that fat Uh, fuck, passed me up going up, and I was like, (laughs) and he and I gave him my walking stick. Well, that's because he didn't have anything in pack. He gave it all to uh, what's his name? Uh, Yeah, get to camp to Marty. Marty, Marty, yeah, Marty Marty carried it all doubles down with the weight we get to pack and oh man that was good we made it out how's everyone feeling and and james pulls a sledging bag out of his pack he goes i'm feeling good (laughs) (laughs) well i remember we were going up that heather and i could not it was so steep i couldn't get my head up 
and look around. <laughs> and so I just thought up is the direction and eventually I'll hopefully stop climbing. Oh, and that was in the middle of the night. That was crazy. And then didn't Ben hike out that night? Uh, yeah, Ben and Marty went out that night because it was you, me and uh, James the next morning when we went after that bear. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. So they, they rolled out late and then we took the rest of, uh, I can't remember. They took out some stuff and then we packed out some snow. I think Marty took a giant load out. They got most of that goat out so we could stay in. So, yeah, yeah, yep. No, but, I remember because yeah. I, I think we had to carry Ben's Hubble out in the tent because I probably complained yep. about that made yep. fun of Ben. But you, you got to <laughs> yeah. handle it to Ben. He's a unique individual. Ben is a solid dude. And when people were talking about, you know, money-wise, Ben's earned what he's got. It's, I mean, it's not like. Dude, that, dude, that's right back to the mentality that we talked about, you know. You know, he busts his ass. Like, I talked, so I talked to him this morning when I was setting my guys up, and he's dealing with, you know, he's dealing with employees. He's working seven days a week, almost all the time he's home. The guys, so the guys work all week, and then he does bids seven days a week, constantly racing around. So it's like, hey, man, you're earning it. You know, these guys, there's guys that are complaining about, well, it takes money to buy these tags. Well, you're spending, you work four tens. And then you took Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to go scout and hike around in the woods, which is thinking awesome, but don't begrudge a guy that just kills himself when he's at home and then, you know, squeezes in some hunts that he's worked very, very hard for. So, it's every, you know, it takes all kinds. I like uh, dude, scouting and getting out there, thinking awesome, or, you know, doing that. I love it. I love all of it. It just, who cares? Let everyone do it how they want to do it. I think I'm all, I'm all for that. So if you make money, go buy the cool tags. There's some cool hunts out there. Oh yeah. No, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, like I said, Ben, I may, I mean, I poke fun at Ben about some stuff cause he's like, let's go get some real food. Cause we're friends. Yeah. We're friends, dude. That's what you should do. You, you, you yeah. You talk smack to each other. It's all good. Oh yeah. I just, with, with Ben, I, you know, I tell, I've told this story before with him picking us up on James's goat hunt, not going home. And then, he had a bunch of sandwiches and Gatorade, and then he took us down to that pizza place, and we bought a. He bought us pizza, and uh, yeah, no, he's just. Um, I mean, I whatever. He's a great dude. He's funny. I wish I could hunt with you guys more, but my schedule now sucks. Um, yeah, you're slammed. Uh, we'll, well, every once in a while, we'll figure something out. I'll, if you go back up, I don't, are you kicking around going up north next year a little bit or not? Yeah, no, I have been. I got to talk to to Clay a little bit and see what's what. And I mean, honestly, it wouldn't, you know, kill me to go up for three weeks just to take photos and and kind of, you know, what I mean, like just fall around or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was. If that happens, I was, I was. It'd be fun to run up to go up there, meet up with you. Ben wants to go hunt dolls again. Um, it'd be fun to. I will meet up sometime. It's all good. I, you're slammed though. I know how busy you are. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I bring the stick, too. That's another thing that kind of is a – well, the thing that's nice, if I come in on top of a big one with a stick and screw it up, you guys can snipe it from 800 yards away. I'll just duck behind a rock. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it blew it out. So, no, you got your sneaky on. You, I don't know. You haven't been – I've been pretty impressed following along with what you've been – you know, I mean, I guess the initial, the initial joke back in the day was you could shoot far, but you weren't very sneaky. Now it's – sounds like you're about as sneaky as they get so as long as i, I know, know you talk sneaky but you're close <laughs> i know right i you know as long as i know it's there um i can be super sneaky if i had to still hunt it looks like everybody else is still hunting like four times faster i just i have a hard time still hunting not knowing animals are there but if i know an animal dropped in 
I can be, you know, the thing with that is, and guys, you know, talk to me about it or whatever. It's just being smart. It's just, it's just knowing animals and, and making conscious decisions and keeping your adrenaline under control. Um, I mean, how many, how many times do you know guys where they see an animal, um, give it five seconds and then start moving in. And it's like, well, Hey, the animal didn't know you were there for the last hour. It still doesn't know you're there. You take a little time, you know, don't, don't speed into it just cause you all of a sudden saw it. Um, and yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I mean, you've hunted a ton, both bow and gun and, and, uh, there's skills to both. I mean, long range hunting has gotten kind of poo pooed on, but I don't have any issue with it. Uh, it's it it's a it's an art form and a totally different skill set but i've seen what it takes and i mean it's it's pretty amazing i mean what do you think the number one issue guys have with long distance shooting not i mean as a bitch but i mean trying to complete the task is it wind calls or what do you think it is yeah i mean i think i think uh, yeah most of the time in a hunting situation you're you can you're going to be prone you can find somewhere prone so it's not like stability is an issue um, if a guy has a gun set up correctly, and that's a big, that's probably, that's the number one, you, you've got to have your, your you guys got to be shooting really good. You got to have a low, you know, velocity spread. You want it, you want your drop, you want to have your drop dialed, you know, exactly where those bullets are landing as far as elevation. And once you do that, yes, it's wind. It's always wind. And the same thing you just said about, you know, guys spending five seconds and rushing in you'll see an animal grazing on a hill and guys, and that's the thing where Ben and I hunt real well together as far as staying just calm. We don't get too fired up. We're just, all right, we can do this now. We can do this in the morning. That animal's going to be on that hillside. We know where he's at now. And just staying calm and making decisions. You'll see guys, there he is. And they'll just drop down and they'll, they know it's maybe, maybe they, if they, they got to at least know it's blowing and they're like, well, I'm just going to hold left. Well, no, take a minute make a really good calculation. Don't rush it. Like, you know, see an animal there for five seconds and take off after with your bow. No, figure out what it's doing. Is it in the morning? Is it heading to a bedding area? Is it going to a second bedding area? You know, is there pressure around and make a plan. It's the same thing with a gun set there. Look at the, you know, look at the canyons, look at the draws. Is it protected? Is it, which, you know, pay attention to the wind and the leaves and fog, anything that's moving in the canyon where you're hunting anything you can see just take a second slow down make a make a really really good wind call and and, and just slow down and think and i think that's the same the more i do competition you know hunting was like that just take a second and think if you miss a shot on a stage you know take two seconds and be like did i miss on wind did i miss on position like you know and then get the next hit you know just slow down a second a lot of guys just black out and just start sending rounds and I'm guilt. I've done that in the past. I'm not, I'm not perfect, but you know, you just, just slow down and pay attention, I think, and, and watch the wind. So that's huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I've seen you, I mean, that goat, the one you killed, we found it the night before and we didn't have great light and we knew it'd take a, you know, small, whatever, like it was going to be horrible getting there, which it was. And then, uh, so we shot yeah. it the next morning. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We knew it wasn't going anywhere. Um, remember when I slid um, down the thing and my knees cracked into my face and I yelled up to Ben and Marty, I'm like, you're all good. Cause I don't want to be the only one all fucked up. <laughs> Dude, that's, I want to go hunt. And that's why I love hunting with you. It's like, we have such a good time. It's all, I just, I hate when it gets too serious. 
I loved just having fun. And gosh, dude, it was so much fun going up and down that thing. And well, I'm going to go up this. Well, you know, or not, you're going to go around. It's always jokes. It's always oh, dude, fun. I've I told that story when it. you monkey barred up the side of that cliff. And I'm like, well, <laughs> dude, you're going alone. I, I, I say, my elbow's all fucked up. There's no way I'm getting up that. And you're yeah. too skinny to pull me up. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, I'll come back down. We'll go around. So, no, I just love it, dude. I love that. I love how it's laid back and fun. I'm writing a an article right now about hunting partners. Um, just with it kind of coincides with Frank and I's hunt this year. Um, just because it was a it was a grinder. Um, and, and and you know, in hunting with you know, it's weird with Brian with Gritty Brian. Um, I can get it's strange, and you've heard me talk with about Brian where I can get along with Brian in a non hunting environment. Great. I mean, I can hang out with Brian every day. It's fun shooting with them. We make put us in a hunting dynamic. A dynamic. I may fucking kill him. Well, I almost did a couple times. Um, you know, to a point where he's told people I'm an asshole, uh, probably deservedly. Um, you know, or I'm difficult to hunt with, and and people have been like, Aaron, I've hunted with Aaron. What are you What are you talking about? But it's well, that's what I say. It's the easiest person I've ever hunted with. I'm like. Exactly. (laughs) But, but you know, and and this isn't a knock against Brian or myself or or you or what it's finding that, that mixture, finding that, I mean, it's harder than finding a wife, right? You can ignore a wife and you get to leave the house when you're backpack hunting, you are stuck with that person every day. And in some ways, you know, not to be overdramatic, your life is depending on them. And in some ways it's certainly Maybe not your life, but certainly your success is going to be dependent upon them. And, you know, like hunting with you or Avery or one thing like I've noticed is there's no like that was one of the things with Brian, I think, kind of dissecting it is there's the big penis swinging thing. Right. The I'm the man where with you and I or Frank or Avery, there's no competition. There's no it is what it is. And like with Frank, he and I have lost a couple animals arguing over who's going to get to shoot it because neither yeah. one of us, you know, he's like, you've got the recurve. It's close. And I'm like, dude, I still don't think I'll hit it. Grab your bow. He's no, you shoot. And then pretty soon fucking turkey's gone. I'm like, well, fuck, one of us should have shot it. That's funny. Um, it's like when you're off to a four-way stop and there's three people there telling, no, you go. No, you yeah. go. No, you go. And then some other guy comes flying through. That's what you guys do with animals. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like... Frank, um, you know, when he shot his buck, you know, I was like, hey, you need a hand. And I knew how far he was from me. And he had to bring the deer in his camp over. He's like, no, I got it. And then he messaged me. He's like, I may have overcalculated my ambition. I'll be there tomorrow. This <laughs> I'm, I'm sleeping over here tonight. And then, you know, we go That's back awesome. home and climbs back in with me. And we, you know, I thought he had appendicitis or something. He's dying. He comes over to give me a hand. I'm like, well, dude, just lay there. I'll cut this up. But you got to have the same moral compass, right? You can't, yep. you know, 100%. You, same physical ability or close, you know what I mean? And yeah, and, close, yeah. And, and it's nice to have the same skill set. It's not like when we're setting up camp, we have to tell each other to do stuff. Everybody's kind of doing what they know needs to be done. Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's huge. I think it is funny the way different people can hunt together. You know, there's people, you know, well, I mean, you know, and I like Brian. I thought it was Brian, and we had a, we had a good time. But it's just it's different, and he's gonna he's gonna oh ha I guess who's beeping me? Dewey taxidermy. I think my desert sheep's done. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Woohoo! Um, 
you just you got to find the right person to um you know that, that that fits and that's i don't know i don't know how anybody could could say uh that you weren't easy to hunt with but at the same time i'm sure it, it takes all kinds so whatever but uh yeah no dude 100 percent. i thought a side note i thought uh <clears throat> i listened to your guys the, the mule deer podcast and stuff dude i thought that was pretty legit you ran into those guys and you guys all you know the way that played out that sounded awesome i was pretty impressed it it was one of those things where uh you know you kind of like you know you're 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 delta band hand but you deal with it the best that you can and very rarely does that normally it comes into a confrontation in the course of hunting together beside each other for 10 days a confrontation is probably going to happen where we didn't have one confrontation you know we didn't have i mean like literally Wesley, Wesley or, or Omni or Steve could come hunt with me at any time they wanted because you also having the same skill set, which is a big problem. Um, having the same roughly, um, when I say skill set, same meaning the same woodsmanship or field craft, um, the same physical ability, um, all of those different things. And having the same, the more stocks you go on, well... We talked about this before, but if you got six guys that know when they're doing and the seventh one doesn't, the same six guys are probably going to have roughly the same route picked out for a stock. Roughly. The seventh guy is going to be the one with less experience that you might have to conk in the head and be like, dude, what the fuck are you thinking? Don't do that. <laughs> you know, be, yeah, be, yeah. because of, of, of experiences or potential, you know, or the wind may potentially blow or, you know, there's nothing worse than a guy that wants to drop in after the beds, the, the deer's bedded on, on his first bed. It's like, hey, big wheels, chill the fuck out. He's going to get up again in like a half an hour. You know, you're not going to get there in time. And, and those are all the yeah, things that you right. learn with experience. Yeah, totally. Are you like totally. balls I'll deep in text messages, man? No, I'm not. I'm. Uh, I just hit the quick reply. I'll call you back in a minute. I'll call you back in a minute. So <laughs> it's all good. It just. I don't know. I just a bunch came through. Some guys, some shooting guys from the East Coast were calling. Either they must have been listening to the podcast already, and they're mad. So. <laughs> oh, so those are Easties, I guess. Right, we're Westies. Um, yeah. I was yeah. thinking of getting the You're, make making hunting great again guy on the podcast. Uh, I don't know how much oh, blowback nice. I'd get out of that. <laughs> oh, who cares? I do. It takes all kinds. And like, so I'll make comment, like what we talked about to start with, like it's a discussion, you know, it's, it's opinions. You, it's, I don't know. I think voice them all. Um, more the merrier, like you're not PC podcast. Yeah. Maybe you have opinions that are a little bit controversial, but dude, again, it takes all kinds. Who cares? Just let it roll off your back and we'll figure it out. So we're not enemies. I mean, we can bicker amongst our, it's like you talk trash with your friends. We can do that amongst ourselves as long as we're not, you know, totally tearing down the sport, you know? So. Oh, no. I mean, oh, Zach Griffith's a good example. I poke fun of Zach and oh, he yeah. makes fun of me. I'm Zach's a great guy. I'm, you know, I, minus only two people that you know of both of them that I, I just swear I wouldn't go to jail. I mean, win, lose, or draw, if I got my ass kicked, <laughs> I would really like to just throw down and beat the fuck out of those two guys. Um, I hope you're listening. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the way that I was raised, though, it's differently. Like, if I got my ass kicked, then you kind of suck it up. And then the next day, you're like, well, hopefully we have a rematch, you know, and whatever. Like, But I just feel... That some of the things, I mean, 
obviously there's certain lines that can't be crossed, but, um, you know, if Zach said, man, Aaron's polarizing Jesus, he's blunt. He can be a dick. Well, I can't say anything yeah. to that. He he just knocked it out of the park, right? If I said, well, like, hey, you nailed it. Yeah, if I said, man, Zach's teeth sure are white. Jesus, he needs to stop tanning. Well, uh, I mean, that's can't really say anything. What's that? Yeah. yeah, I said a lot of gym selfies. You're like, yeah, well, that's fun. That's what he does. So. Yeah, but Zach's super uh, cool, man. Yeah. I like I like Zach, yeah. and th- those are the kind of things where I don't really. I mean, it is what it is, and I think, you know, as far as for general discussion, I mean, if it makes the sport better, clarifies certain things, or, you know, like you talking about the long-range thing, a lot of guys may listen to this and be like, what do you, you know, you didn't even, you don't even shoot them, and I'm like, yeah, I know, as I stated several times in the podcast, I'm talking out my ass, I'm looking at it from the outside perspective, looking in, participation trophies don't increase numbers, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's an interesting, a good perspective to have, and that's what I want because we're I'm stuck in the deep, in the middle of it with all the guys that are deep in the sport. Like that's my the crowd I'm running with, you know, a lot right now because we're spending so much time together traveling and stuff. So, yeah, it's it's good to get outside perspective, and it's the same with everything in life. I mean, yeah, that's it's super valuable. So, dude, how did how did on so you see different people, and I since we got Zach Griffith on the whatever would we'll stick with there's a lot of guys like you know that post a lot of selfies i know cameron haynes got hate for that forever jim selfies he kind of started it so he took all the arrows we'll give him that and and um so there's a lot of you know a lot of stuff like that i feel like you've got away with you do a lot of promotion on instagram tons of posts and stuff but you, dude, your attitude about it has been like you keep it so like I don't know, is it self-deprecating or how have you, did you do that on purpose or how did you grow, you know, that image so well without like, you you never pump your tires. Getting bashed from pumping my tires. You know, man, a lot of it, as weird as it is, one is photography, which, you know, if I had to stop hunting tomorrow and just take photos, I'd be fine. Dude, I, dude, I, man, I've had a couple comments I've had to delete. Some guy said, are you going to become another one of those douche canoes that just takes photos? And I'm like, I'm going to delete that comment because I don't want to argue, but I might become that douche canoe. Um, I like taking pictures and I, and you know, I like going on hunts and helping dudes. Yeah, but I love it too, man. The the thing that I have tried to stay away from, and you you're way worse about it than I am, and, and Frank's bad too, is I don't want to get on and say, I don't know, let's pick I'm gonna pick one of the better products out there so then I can't get hate. I don't want to get on there and say, really happy happy to use this American made tripod to get my hands on it again best and brightest everyone should take a look at this and a link and a giant sales pitch for outdoorsman's tripods i think that just posting the photo of the tripod is enough you know what i mean like i i don't and and again i don't i don't want kafaru cast to become this giant sales pitch you know i don't want it to be I mean, if Copenhagen wants to sponsor me, by all means, if you're listening, I will mention <laughs> Copenhagen. But I, I, you know, I don't, I don't yeah. want it to become some fucking sales pitch. I don't want it to be, or, or what I do, and I don't mind tagging companies or whatever. I just, I don't want it to <laughs> to say, let's say it, it's, um, I, I, I don't know, but like a product that I recently, um, you know, tried out or something. Let's say that I, I really, I don't. Let's say that Nikon rangefinder, for example. Yeah. I love yeah, that yeah, Nikon yeah. rangefinder for archery when you're shitting your pants, when you shake it. I don't want to post every other day or every fourth or fifth day 
Oh, man, this Nikon rangefinder, hashtag Nikon, really made the difference for this. It may have made the difference, and I'll explain that in my own way. But, man, I just don't want to turn it into like this commercialized shit that the whole industry is turning into. And, And that doesn't mean I'm right. That is just how I feel, right? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's not what I'm going to do. And I think that's how I've kind of, I mean, you can yell at me for a lot of different stuff. I run Kafaro International <laughs> and I use Hillebergs. You can't really give me shit about being biased. Um, you know, for for example, um, I just because I, I think and you're the same way. If if uh, there's 14 ways to, um, you know, put a roof on a house and there's 100 different tools, everybody's going to have their different way about it. But if the guy on the roof, when everyone walks by, says, I used the Johnson & Johnson hammer, you should all use it too for your roofs. And by the way, these shingles are the best. Well, pretty soon nobody's going to yeah. walk by your fucking house because you're driving them crazy. So yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah, how I look at it. It's like something, something boy, boy that cried wolf in some different aspect of like, hey, the Activo didn't help you kill that animal. It's like, uh, I just, I don't know. I'm trying to navigate that. That's why I ask with shooting like sponsors you know you want to make a post after you shoot like so so i had a shoot this weekend and and, and, I, they want, and i want it it was a, a good one for me i need to post about it i hate doing it everybody in this sport does it and levi morgan does it well different guys do it well and it's it's been really hard for me because like hey look i won and i hate that but i anyway i'm trying to navigate that and get better at doing it um because I need to, because the sponsors support me, and 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 it's important for them. And I, I totally, you know, I want to do that. But anyway, that's that's what motivated that question. Is just you've done. It seems like you've got a killer job with staying above the fray for the most part. Um, well, it, it's helped me from stuff and, getting bashed on that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. dude, you look at. I hate to bring up other podcasts. You know what? I'm not going to bring up other podcasts. But there's other podcasts out there that. Um, you know, have a, you know, intro or an, an outro where they mention their sponsors. I don't mind that. I mean, I don't, it's, you know, you yeah. got to support the people that support you. Um, Agreed. Then there's other podcasts where they try to do the soft sale and totally just fuck it up. Like, man, it was awesome when I, you handed I me know. over the whatever and I drew my 86 pound whatever Hoyt turbo hashtag tipped with my iron will hashtag broadhead when I unleashed the arrow I and it's like really yeah I'm sure that's what it was going through your mind you had shit running down both legs you were shaking like crazy arrow went through whatever and now you're writing this poignant fucking novel and and and, and, and it's like that's not how it works right you went hunting just talk about hunting the products yeah. will sell themselves yeah 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 Okay. So, I mean, that's what I love to hear. Is that's what I'm, because there's a lot of that in the sport too. I mean, in every sport, every, every industry is, but I just, I love when people do it well. It's, and that's what it's refreshing to, I'm not, I'm not pumping your tires, whatever, but just watching you and some, you know, a couple guys that do it well. And I, I don't know. That's, it's so true. It's like, you're not. Well, you it's know, a slip. It's I, a slippery I, slope, man. How much validity have people lost in the last few years because of kind of selling out? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, there's, wait, wait, what's the balance there? Where you, you know, you've got a killer podcast, and it's awesome because it's. 
I mean, I guess Kafaro is is the sponsor, so you're you are getting paid because you're working for him, you're running the company. So there's that. So what's the guy? What's the guy that starts a podcast and he tries to monetize? Well, let's take Rogan, like, dude, freaking most killer podcast of all time, you know, and um, he he's got sponsors, you know, and it's it's great. Um, uh, well, let's use Nikon for example. If Nikon wanted to sponsor the podcast, let's say. I would come back to Nikon and say, hey, man, I really like those binoculars and that spotter. But, you know, those are those are upper mid optics. And, and but I, do you want to sponsor it just for the rangefinder? I, I, I have no pro- I can sell my soul on that one. Like, I'm good. I, I can promote the rangefinder. Um, but, man, I, I'm going to be using different binoculars and in uh, spotting scopes from time to time. And then, OK, so Swarovski comes up and I'm like, hey, you know what, Dean? I'll run that 95. I really like the SLCs and the ELs, but occasionally we may use Leicas and, and Zeiss. Um, can you just sp- – yeah, fuck, no, they're not going to do that. No one's going to do that. So then you run into the issue of, hey, John, I really basically want to buy who you are and how you act online because you're a winner. And I'm going to give you an absurd amount of money. I'm going to give you sixty grand a year. But I need you to hashtag this many times a week. And I need you to post a photo in action once. A- and then everything's down the shitter. And, and of course, again, this is my opinion. Um, to where, um, and again, Black Widow bows. I'll, I'll shoot though. You know, Wingard Archery, another great company that I would definitely um, stand behind. But again, or, you know, Day Six Arrows, this new arrow company, I can't very well say Black Widow is the best and that's what made this hunt succeed because that's a lie. It's the best for me right now. I love shooting a Black Widow bow. But then if I have to hashtag like, like you know, whatever, four times a week, I got to do this. And then, you know, I got to wear a shirt that says that shit. And you're going to hand me a flat brim. I got to wear that fucking thing. And the next what? thing you know, I've sold my soul <laughs> and I've lost all validity. And I'm like everyone else. Now, that's not to say yeah. I've got a lot of haters, too. That's not to say oh, yeah. like this podcast, I'll get I'll get guys that will tell me I'm super arrogant or I don't know what I'm talking about or whatever. And it's like, hey, yeah. all right, whatever. Um well, you take Cam. Yeah. You can't say Cam yeah. is wrong, right? He's. I may not agree with some of the different things he posts. I don't really want to see him laying in bed filming himself talking about his day. But people eat that shit up. We, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's working. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But there's all. It takes all types. Am. Yep. Hundred percent. Am, am I? Well, one, I'm fat, so I'm not going to have my shirt off all the time. Oh, I'm getting skinny, but I, I'm i not going to have my shirt off and I'm not going to do the gym selfie thing and post working out. We've got Cam for that. And I'm not saying that'd be a smart ass, super motivational yeah, no, guy. But I mean, I may, you may want to hop on my page to look at cool sunset photos and occasional dead animal and some shit talking. <laughs> I, I've, I've served yeah, my purpose. Yep. Yep. No, I love it. I love that. That's, uh, <clears throat> that's, that's cool. I, I think you're right. And I think, um, I think obviously we're maybe the same reason that we have a good time hunting together is we're cut from the same page. So we see things the same. So when you see certain pages that drive you crazy, they drive both of us crazy where all other people may like those, all those pages and exactly the opposite. It's fine. I just, as the sports and the, and the sponsors are growing and that's going really well, I just, 
yeah, they make good products, but I can't sit there and say, well, I only won because of this product or that. I want to support and sell, and I want to learn how to do that better because it's good for the companies, and I'm using killer products. But just, I guess it comes back to the podcast you did about everything being the best. Like, there's there's a lot of good products out there. I mean, you run Black Widow. There's other some really other some other solid bows that if you practice with, you kill stuff with. You know. Yeah, yeah, well, Levi won what? He's on his 14th world championship. I think he shot three different bows. <laughs> Four three different boat companies. Yeah. The the other thing to look at, too, and I mean not to bring up the supplement world, but you've got um, wilderness athlete, mountain ops, warrior fuel, um, dark mountain. But any, anyway, you've got all of those. You, you cannot take away. Um, I mean, I'm kind of tired of seeing Jordan work out on his Insta story every day. I, <laughs> it's great he's working out, and yeah. they get lots of people in the outdoor industry. You can't deny the fact that they were a powerhouse and came into the industry and just crushed wilderness athlete, you know, with what they – you can't you know, like them or hate them. Dude, they, they did, <laughs> yeah. right? But then it went to a point where they kind of shifted, where they started grassroots, and then they, they picked up like the cams and the Eva's natural growth, right? They – you know, because they got bigger. A lot of times, which is hard for mountain ops to understand with me. I mean, Jordan and I have about killed each other a couple of times. Um, I mean, thank God yeah. we were on the phone <laughs> because that's yeah. kind of um, I'm anti-commercial. So I don't have any issue with those guys. I don't have any issue with what they do. I think they get tons of people in the industry. I just can't hashtag. That's how I conquer. I just feel fucking weird doing it. I just I just can't do it. And and so. People take that. I mean, I get messages. What happened to you in Mountain Ops? I'm like, nothing happened to me in Mountain Ops. I'm like, you know, I mean, there's some stuff behind the scenes that happened a little bit, but any issue with those guys? Matt Davis and I are super tight. Brian and I, we still do podcasts together, but I don't take a lot of supplements to begin with. So as an example which I'm talking way more than I should be on this because you're the guest, but you kind of yeah, asked. We're just ruining everything here because <laughs> well, I'm going to get in trouble and you're going to get in trouble, so we may as well keep it going. I, I will so. <laughs> take a Mountain Ops probiotic the rest of my life. Don't I, I don't mind. I mean, I take other probiotics, but I like that. Their probiotic worked well for me. Their protein powders, meh, it's all right. It's not bad. It's not It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's, it's, it's a protein powder. I... I you know, you look at, uh, let's say, Warrior Fuel. That big roided out freak has been in the game longer, <laughs> a long time, right? He sells in supplement stores. His shit's legit. Can't deny it. I mean, and and I've used, I mean, I've used his products longer than outdoor or uh, than Mountain Ops has been in business. Yep. Yeah, and for sure. Wilderness Athlete, same thing. They make great stuff too. They kind of screwed it up on the marketing side in the beginning. They kind of had the world by the balls and, and didn't capitalize like Mountain Ops did. That doesn't, that doesn't mean I, I am not personally capable of promoting like Mountain Ops like they wanted me to. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with how people promote Mountain Ops. I just I'm just not in it, in it, and I think they took it as an insult. And it's like, guys, I don't do it for anybody, and 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 I don't have an an issue with that. And I think you probably are forced with the moral dilemma right now of 
where's my line drawn and, and, you know, how much is it worth? And, you know, how much am I worth? You know, like, I mean, are you going through that right now? Well, I mean, yeah, and I'm not getting my, the companies I'm shooting for are great. I'm not getting pressure like that. They, they like, um, you know, some of us, they like, like you wear jerseys and stuff. Well, you know, I don't, I don't like it. So we had the discussion and come and on, Bill dance. Couple, you look like a bass. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of them, a couple of them want me to. And, and, but we're, we're in a good spot. And, but then it's more like, you know, I, a lot about the post. I do need to, and for my own good, like I'd like to get out there. I like watching. So when I got into this, I like watching the big names in this sport. I like seeing what Levi Morgan does and Tim Gillingham. And then, there's another couple of archery guys and I can't remember the names, so I apologize, but I follow them. Um, and I like seeing it. So if I like seeing that, I need to post, even though I don't want to, because other people like seeing it and I don't find them offensive. I'm just trying to find my own way through that of being a little bit more proactive on posting and sharing because I've got, I could do some, like, like just some videos and, and maybe it's my own insecurities or whatever. Like, well, nobody wants to see what I'm doing, but I like to watch what other people do. So probably a few people would like to see if I, if I've got like a reloading tips or some shooting stuff and I'm, that's what I need to get my head around and actually, you know, spend some time doing, I think it's, it would be good for me if I, but I just want to do it the right way. Like, and, and to me, the right way, and like you said, everybody's different, but the right way to me is the way you've done it. And that's kind of the model I'd kind of want to follow of not just pumping your own tires. I don't want to say I'm the best shooter in the world. There's, there's a handful of really good guys I compete against. And, and I, if we had a match every weekend, I think a lot of, there's four or five of us that would take turns winning. I, you know, there's, it's so close every time we shoot. And so I'm not going to come out there and say I'm the best guy ever, but I'm at the, I'm at the top of the game, you know, but I even hate saying that, but I am, I got some knowledge. It'd be good to share. And that's what I'm trying to wrap my head around. So, yeah. Well, and you, you think about, you know, from the guy from the payee payer perspective, meaning, you know, with Kafaru, I have to choose who we pay and who we give product to. Um, and then, uh, and then I, you know, I, I have to figure out the value of a person and what value they bring. And, you know, you know, with with you, for example, with the PR, I tried to pay you, but you never sent me a fucking invoice. But I did try. Um, but you know, you there's there's also the the aspect aspect of like we're going to build a which you don't know this yet but we're going to finalize this rifle carrying pack which you don't know this yeah, but about yeah so yeah. you're going to fly out here um and we will pay you for your knowledge of how that pack goes together and works because what better person to ask because this isn't a rifle hunting pack this is going to be a prs pack or a day hunting type pack well why would i build it I fucking have no idea what I'm doing. I don't shoot a gun hardly ever. When you know, I shoot a gun when someone hands me one, and I'm I'm on my last day and whatever. So yeah, I, I yeah, someone has you a 308 and there's a bear in front of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, okay, that was lucky. Um, the we ranged that shit, man. It was 489 with a 308. Dude, that's legit. When you told me how you walked through those calculations in your head, I was like, hey. Low clap, nice job, buddy. <laughs> so, oh, dude, you talk about you fingers and toes. I'm like, well, a little here, a little there. But uh, you know, you know. Uh, so yeah. you, you talk. Uh, how much are you selling for that? So if you sell, let's say you uh, for rifle scopes. Um, let's say you sell an average of three scopes a month. Um, 
and those scopes are a thousand dollars each. Uh, so that's nine grand. Uh, so that's ninety. That's one hundred eighteen thousand um, a year, roughly, is what they're making from you. Well, if they paid you fifty-eight to sixty thousand, they have broken even. Redneck numbers here. So yeah, yeah. moderately, you're worth twenty-four grand a year. I would pay you twenty-four grand a year, um, knowing that. For you know, for example, um, and. You know, when you're at the top, you know, you can kind of ask for whatever you want. And and, and and when you get into the paying thing or whatever, like, w- dude, we're cutting a lot of people out this year. We're going to do a podcast about it. So if you, if you see people that are known and running Kafaro and then they run something else next year, it's because we stopped paying them. But uh, <laughs> how, how, how many, um, like right now, and this is how Frank and I talk about it all the time. If I walked up to you and... I don't know. Well, let's let's pick a, a group of people. If I po- walked up to you, Cam Haynes, Aaron Hitchens, uh, Matt, or the, uh, the Rock House guys, you know, yep. whoever. Yep. Yep. If I said, pick your gear right now, no sponsors. Best in the zombies are coming. You got to go kill an elephant, a rhino, a unicorn, and a couple mule deer. Pick what you need. Will that match what they're running right now? Most of the time, it's no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's been interesting to thing to navigate. I'm letting letting a couple a couple companies go, not ones I've listed, but not let them go, but just having a discussion that this isn't good a good fit because of that. And yet you don't know what you don't know until you get in. You start to get into it, and that's where I'm at. Like, man, that was not a good a good choice, and it wasn't. It was some of it was more about relationships than. Then it was a, should be a good product, but didn't turn out that way. And yeah, so I'm, that's what I'm navigating. And I, that's what I want to be at is like, hey, I want to run, you know, as, as much as possible, run exactly what I want to run. Um, and, and, and then, but you also try to like balance that with like, hey, it's hard because if there's a, kind of some equal products, so there's a few, there's some equal stuff that I do run where other companies do a great job. I could run other companies, but if a company of a product I do like, and will work um it will not damage my performance and they're gonna support you more so i can do it more that's kind of the it is tough you know there's a lot of guys like you know i know i know some of the guys you're gonna not support they're making their living doing it and it's it's tough you know oh yeah well and there's other it goes the other way too which you know i mean there's companies that may be one of the best or arguably the best that you won't run because of relationships. Um, oh, totally. And totally. I, I, and the other way around, you know, like, um, I don't know, what's a good example of, uh, uh, oh, I like Heather's Choice, let's say. Um, this was kind of awkward because we're getting ready to do a food review, <laughs> right? A backpacking food test, like taste test. <laughs> Well, Frank sent a thing to Heather's Choice, and we got a response back pretty quick that said Aaron's already said we he doesn't like us, and and Frank was like, "Well, um, yeah," and I didn't have anything. (laughs) I felt like I didn't have anything against, and it wasn't like I didn't like everything she made, like, but but her meals. Yeah, you like the packaroons. Yeah, packaroons, right? Yeah. yeah, So buy Heather's Choice packaroons, everybody. Well, and that's (laughs) Frank. Kind of, they said, "Hey, we've come up with new flavors, and we'd love for you to use it." I don't have anything against. I think Heather, she's cute, she's funny, she has a great company. What she's doing is awesome. My taste buds didn't 
coincide with the flavor she was producing. Okay, so exactly, you look at and you, um, made, and you made that clear. Like we didn't talk about this offline. I know that from your podcast. You made it clear, like, hey, great company, just not my favorite flavors, and that's pretty easy to change as a food company. You can tweak a recipe. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But if you go into, um, I'm not going to mention any specific companies, but if you go into another company and it's just shit totally different story like this is just a piece of shit okay heather's choice is not in that realm they they make great food it's super healthy totally different a lot of people like it but then you go to i'm trying to think of something i can talk about that i can't get uh yelled at for so you don't have to say pick pick something you can think of that's just something nobody should use oh i've got one oh O foods. Oh, go ahead. Oh well, O foods. I think it's called is O foods, dude. Oh no, don't buy that shit. I, I mean, <laughs> it's like an MRE and a civilian label that's expensive, and it's like thirty to forty calories an ounce or something. Totally skewed, yeah. and so empty food. Yeah, and. It, <laughs> I, I want to get this word out. So, and I hate to do that. I mean, the company's going to hate me and I'm going to get all kinds of hate mail. But, man, if you're buying that and, it, we, you know, with the heater and everything, I ran all the calcs, man. There's no way that it's even worth it. And it tastes like shit. And it, it was like, I don't know, 380 calories and it weighed six ounces or something. I can't remember. And so, I'm like, man, I don't even know if I want to mention this. Like, but then am I losing credibility by hiding it? Obviously, I haven't hidden it now. It's not on the podcast. (laughs) Now you you didn't hit it. We're just just airing it all out today. But no, I mean, that's the thing. And dude, to take it back to the the competition, make everybody feel good. Hey, step up your game. You know, there is people are making better food. Oh, foods can make better food. And I haven't tried it. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. But just, uh, you know, that's the thing that makes this country great. If you're, if, if somebody comes out, you know, you have respect for some other good companies out there. If they come out and start make some killer innovation, it just it just encourages you guys to push harder. That's the that's what makes this everything great. It's competition. So, oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, Faro's in the same boat. We've got the most competition we've ever had by far. And so we have to innovate. We have to look for new materials. We have to test really thoroughly. You know, we have to. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, well, I'll give you an example. You know, the cross member on the new frame. Um, So we've had, and this being way more candid than what I should be, but we've, (laughs) we've had eight of those break out of, I think like 2,600 and something. Um, So is that, that's a crisis for Kafaru though. We're worried like, oh my God. Well, and we've kind of figured out where when guys with full packs lay them on four wheeler racks, driving them out bouncing up and down on that that tube will eventually break an arrow so but we um we reassessed we were like okay we can double up arrows we have a new cross member that can go in there if we need be you know or whatever that's part of evolution of a company i don't feel embarrassed say eight of them broke that's not very yep. many you know yeah, no out of 2600 and do, and just being transparent about it uh, that's what that's what i love about you know about that is like hey you know this is Maybe a, a you know eight out of twenty six hundred is nothing, but we're already working on it. You know, mm-hmm. you got to mm-hmm. stay on top, and that's what I love it. So well, you're always working on it. Here's here lies the problem. Out of all of my testing, which I feel is as thorough as it can get, I don't have a four wheeler. 
So, <laughs> I, right? I, and, That's where you drop the ball. Well, you need to get a side by side to put that thing out. Well, and, and, and in the testing we did, for example, when we were doing weight testing, I figured the biggest pressure on that cross member would be a hand of someone picking up. So we okay. did like three, 400 pound loads. But what we found is a, one of them broke from a guy testing it with a scale, that tiny little hook, and reefed it off the ground. Oh. So, you know, being gotcha. being is, is forthright. It's like, okay, I chalked that up in my book. Okay, I need to test differently than maybe I initially thought on future stuff. Yeah. But yep. that's the list. is it a, is it a, you know, deal where like, oh my God, everything's, no, of course, it's just eight of them. And actually one, a couple of a guy, one a pile of concrete fell on it in the back of the truck. I mean, but six legitimately <laughs> broke. Uh, four of those were from yeah, four wheelers. Okay. One was from a train to hunt guy and one was from a weight scale. The train to hunt guy doesn't even know how he broke it, but he's a training fool too. So anyway, if, um, if a company can't take you know, some criticism and stride. And I say criticism. Yeah. If someone said, yeah. Hey, your frame's too stiff, man. I didn't like it. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. Cause you know, we make this frames, especially the tactical stiff for heavier load hauling. For example, like if you come out with a rifle and as you come out with a rifle, you're going to cater it to what you feel, um, people want, you know, off of all your collective of history. Well, there's going to be some people that don't like that. That's not a slight towards you. That's just some shit that they want. People may want a heavier gun or whatever. It's just how I mean, it's just how product. That's why it's great to be a buyer today. There's a lot of options. Tons of options. Yeah, totally. Totally. Have you so, thought about that yeah, doing a, your own gun? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Um, a friend and I have, you know, we've kicked it around off and on. I've gotten a you get a lot of calls, messages and stuff, which I appreciate from guys. Um, but yeah, we're, we're actually, um, kind of recently we've, we've got, a, we've got equipment, we've got lathes and you know, all the, all the tooling, all the equipment, re buying reamers like crazy. We've got a guy that's the killer on the machines and, uh, yeah, we'd like to start doing that. We're working towards that for next year. Um, I, I, but like you said, we're, I kind of want to do kind of a niche thing. Like I don't want to build competition guns necessarily. I'd like to focus on hunting. There are hunting brands out there that have, have, have great, good products and great marketing. I just want kind of a small niche where these guns are coming out absolutely dialed, broken. I want, you know, scopes on, drops confirmed load development done not not like custom hand loads that fit in all your 300 ultra mags but like each one tuned and dialed and ready to rock so we're yeah we're definitely working towards that um and probably kind of start small and slow but we're rolling you know we'll have our first couple um coming off actually in the next couple of weeks so uh for for that we're going to be using i'm taking i think i just give some to i think Nick Schmidt might run the few Montana on a on an elk hunt. Maybe Frank will end up out. I'm not sure. And then uh, on my hunt, of course, and a couple other hunts we're doing, and another elk hunt in Oregon, and just start getting them out there a little bit. And um, I've, we've got some ideas. Nothing, you know, nothing. We're not going to be at the top of the market price wise. We're not going to be the bottom, but we'd like to be able to make a little bit of money and give guys just a killer product. So 
definitely working on it, trying to fit it in with all my, you know, with the shooting and family and work and, and squeeze another thing in. But um, I'd, I'd like, definitely like to head that way. I love the idea. I got so many guys asking me, hey, can you fix my gun? I'm like, dude, I can't do anything for that gun because yeah, I can do load development all I want. It's, it's just a crappy gun. So <laughs> I, I like to come out with a solid product that I have totally confidence sending out the door. And then, and then hopefully maybe teach some guys how to run them and, you know, the thought process of slowing down and making a good wind call. Because like you mentioned earlier about the ethics of long range, I definitely have. I do it. I've done it a long time. I definitely have um, mixed feelings about um, pushing it like it is. I know a lot of I, – I know – I guess I know a lot of people in the industry. I know a lot of editing that goes on with long range shots. Um, there's There's definitely good ones. And there's bad ones, and I'd like the sport to progress, um, you know, as far as ethics and, you know, one-shot kills, two-shot kills, and stuff happens, but make a quick follow-up shot, do your best. And I've had things go go not great, you know, where where you think something's down, it's down the brush, and you hike down there, and, you know. You, you mean like when I had to grab your goat and leg lock it while you choked yeah. and stabbed it? Yeah. Hey, we're on, <laughs> exactly. We're on a roll. Like, you know, that drops down to the bushes, and you got to hit on it. And 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 that's, that's from, in my case, that's the only one I can think of. But that was not ideal. Um, and that happens. And that's the same with archery. And, and there's no – the ethics police – there's no one can call anybody out. Because I've watched people make horrible shots at 100 yards with a gun. And I'm, you know, it's all, it's just, it's the nature of the sport. Sometimes it doesn't go as planned. And so I love the idea of, of continuing to push the, you know, the training really of like, Hey, you're totally confident to make the shot, make it. I think a, I think a four or five, 600 yard shot is way more ethical and, and easier than a hundred yard shot for a newer shooter. Like I took, I think I mentioned, like I took a new shooter. She drew an Oregon sheep tag a couple of years ago. She came over through the summer trained her up on a 223 at the 600 yards. She got real comfortable. I had her start shooting my comp gun, a little six millimeter, just hammering at 600. I had that thing dialed. We helped her find a big ram. You know, I got her, she blew it out. We got like 80 yards on top of it and she couldn't find it in the scope. I can't see it, you know, just blew the sheep out. Um, They take off, drop this ridge. She comes running up. They're coming up this top of this other hill I got the gun set up at 602 yards or whatever, 597, right at 600 yards. Got I ranged a U stop on top of this on top of this ridge before she dropped over out of sight, and the band of rams was coming up behind. Hers was second from the back. I ranged that U that stopped right on the peak. Dialed the gun, dialed all the wind in. She comes up. She's all distraught because it had been a a little she, stressed. It blew him out. She was it was just a whole just a big cluster. Well, she lays down. I was like, just take your time. She got calm. She got on there, you know, just one shot, perfect shot. She couldn't have shot any better for, you know, she put the barrel up to it 600 yards away. And that's just good gear and good, you know, we practiced that, that, that summer and she slowed down. I had everything ready for her. And if we can get guys doing that with, you know, just really hot, high percentage shots and, um, that's what I'd like to do. Just really good equipment and, and maybe, maybe a little training and some stuff like that mixed in. I'm still, still working on it, but that's kind of where we're headed. So. Gotcha. Um, well, no, that's cool. I'll definitely get one, even though I'm not exactly a gun guy, but I'm getting there. 
Yeah, we'll see. I, I love your trad stuff, so do your thing. And then uh, every once in a while, you'll end up, you'll get a right, you'll get a rifle tag every once in a while. So we'll hook you up. So. That's what I was thinking. I may try to get a rifle tag next year for something just to lengthen the season. Not that I need any help with that, but. Um, <laughs> Speaking of that, when's your next, when are you taking off again? I leave you Sunday on, on Oregon here soon? for Alberta for three weeks. Um, the first awesome. week I photograph the first light guys. Um, I'm for okay. product shots or, you know, whatever, just in the field stuff. And then I'm helping out Levi the second week and hunting some. And then the third week I'm hunting. So, Sweet. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't. That sounds like the coolest hunt. I can't wait to hear about it. So, no, it'll be good. I'm looking forward. Honestly, Oklahoma and Alabama guys are like, I can't believe you hunt a tree stand. We may do a lot of spot and stock in Oklahoma, but I like tree stand hunting. I like whitetail hunting. It's a good break. Yeah. Um, you know, Man, I've met some, some guys. Yeah, I got some guys from out from Oklahoma I shoot with. I, he's been sending me trail cam pics of some of the bucks they've got down there. Dude, they got some legit whitetails. Like he's he's like, hey, you got to come down. I'm like, with pictures like that, it's not going to take much to convince me. So I'm, I want to get down there sometime. It's, it looks pretty crazy. So. Yeah, no, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, the uh, you know I. <sighs> The thing that like with whitetail hunting or long range shooting or turkey hunting or whatever, you know, they all get made fun of. But, you know, um, not all of them get made fun of, but, yeah. you know, but they're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there's some guys that are going to be addicted to just high country mule deer. And then there's there's guys that are elk guys and I'm kind of an everything guy. And so I really like whitetail hunting. Um, something about the deer coming in when you're, you know, elevated position. Um so, I mean, my funnest hunt of the year is usually Alabama, which I hope we doesn't ever stop. One, it is a target-rich environment. Two, it's with Broderick. Broderick's hilarious. You know, this year we're going to do some videos for the Day 6 Arrows and stuff, but, um, you know, to take up some time. I need to go shopping for myself so I don't get too fat because – Good Lord, they eat unhealthy <laughs> down there. Um, Good but, but yeah, I mean, you know, you go out, you drive out the bad boy buggy, climb up in a tree, you know, you sit for four hours, shoot a bunch of shit, get down, buggy picks you up. It's a good break. It's fun, and it's awesome watching the animals come in, you know? I mean, the biggest thing I got to do is start wearing a fucking harness, man. I'm going to end up dying. I get so much hate mail dude, about that. Yeah. Well, dude, that's what I say. Every time I talk to you, okay, good, you're still around. Like, you go out and hunt, and you about kill yourself from dehydration, and then you bouncing around in trees like a monkey without a harness and like you have to go hey take care of yourself and you'd be around here for a long time <laughs> yeah i gotta so get smarter it. on shit man <laughs> that those cliffs this year coming around the horn trying to kill that buck man it was some sketchy shit like there was hikers watching me come around these cliffs like pointing and shit and you know it got to a point where i had to strap my um bow around my neck like legolas um Oh, so I could have four <laughs> points of contact or three, you know what I mean? Like, um, oh, yeah. to get around yeah. these cliffs and I, you know, I don't even fear of heights, Jeez. but you know, I'm on these cliffs looking down. I'm like, fuck me. I fall, man. I'm not going to just end up all fucked up. I'm going to die. Like there's a couple different types of falls. Well, there's a few, oh, right? <laughs> the fall where you just fall a little bit oh. and slide. That's one. The next one, you know, is where you've, you've probably caused some bodily injury. You're bleeding, but you're not dead and you can hike out. And then there's the one where you can't hike out and you're still alive. Then there's the one where you're probably brain dead, but still living. And then there's your dead. <laughs> I just went to dead. Like it was like a 300 foot fall. 
And, uh, yeah, it was one of those deals where once I crossed it, I'm like, yeah, I'm not coming back that way. Like Frank and I came, we went out a totally different way because Frank got to there and he came back, he looped around and down and got up to me. He said, how the hell did you get around that cliff? I'm like, dude, luck and miracles. I'm like, it was like, he was like, it doesn't look, I should have had ropes, man. It was bad. And it got to a point to where when I was coming around, I was, I was, um, the last part I kind of had to hang on and push with my left and swing my right leg up to climb over. And, uh, you know, I got a bow on my back and, uh, I dropped my pack and I'm like, if I screw this up, the deer are also going to blow out too. Cause it was pretty close to the to deer. So yeah, it was yeah. a shit show. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Oh, that's nuts. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Watch out. Be safe out there. So Thank yeah, you. no Come kidding. Killer content to entertain us while we're working. So, well, this one should anyway. be interesting. Yeah, I do. I hope I didn't. I, again, like comments about some of the stuff we talked about. Like, I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, I'm sure some people disagree, but I, I, just, I didn't want to piss anybody off and uh, or whatever. I just some of the stuff I like needs to be talked about and get it out in the open, and it's all good. And then a lot of it, like between friends, like you said, is trash talking. That's the that's the fun of the whole thing. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's fun, but, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I just, it's been, I, I just think I love watching you grow, watching the, watching the numbers and, uh, and just seeing you guys blow up and, and listen to the, the stuff. We like, we're driving to shoot the other day down to, down to California. We were listening to that non-PC podcast cracking up the whole way. And then, like, you hear it cut, you're like, oh, there's an edit. You're like, I bet they took something good out of there. <laughs> oh yeah, the original version was gold, but like I I don't know why Nate edited it out. Like I was talking about when I went down to Mexico and picked up steroids and came across the border. Nate edited all that out. Um and then uh uh Drum and Lindsay and uh um uh Jason Matzinger don't get along at all. Okay. Drummond okay. went I mean, went off balls deep on Matzinger for like fifteen minutes. Um we, oh, no. we we took all that we took all that out. Um there was some shit I was laughing so hard I couldn't talk, you know, I'm trying to have a reply. Um so yeah, it it was definitely solid gold, but you know, the That's repercussions crazy. from that it would not have been good. And I, I mean, it's easy for the yeah. guys on the podcast to be like, Oh, post it. I'm like, well, yeah, but you won't get all the emails, yeah. you know? Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes it's not worth it, but it was entertaining. Nonetheless, I just, it was awesome. Oh, he's talking about that monkey <laughs> so. riding that sheep. I about shit myself. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, no, that was good stuff. That's, that's fun. Listening to all the different guys. So many guys, there's so many guys out there doing so much cool stuff. And then, Dude, like the guys you bring on that nobody even knows about. Some of the, what's that? Is it Harold? Yeah, Harold, Harold Farnbrook. Dude, some of those killers out there, freaking odds killing giant mule deer, stick bow, and no one will ever hear about them. Dude, I love that stuff. So that's pretty cool. I think uh, I'm going to get Clay on. That should be interesting, especially if I can get Clay livened up. Uh, yeah, dude. If you catch him on a talk in a bit, he, he hit me up a couple of days ago. You won't hear from that guy. He'll go. 
he'll go dark for a long time and then he'll get in these talkative moods and he'll, he'll just never get off the phone with him. <laughs> yeah. And then my, so. Mike Eastman, I guess, likes me, thinks I'm funny. So he got a hold of me. Scott Reekers had him get a hold of me the other day. Cause I, I, I guess from what Ike said, I need to get him liquored up though. Um, before he gets yeah. on <laughs> to get him kind of open up. Cause I've been at a uh, outdoor right. show with Mike when he was fucked up drunk. I could not stop <laughs> laughing. And when you talk oh, to him really? normally, Oh yeah, he was super. And I've, I've, I'm a big Mike Eastman fan. I mean, I like Mike and yeah, to the photography. So sure. we're going to get him on pretty soon too. Oh yeah, you know, but that sounds like when you need to do you need to do that in one person where you're sitting across from him and you got him a glass of whiskey or something like that. Well, I'd so. like to get him and Mike and Ike up there and get them all fucked up drunk and get them on the podcast because, dude. I, you know, I mean, Ike is awesome. I I get along real well with Ike, and and I like Guy, but I tell you, Guy is the king. I mean, no shit for all the one-liners I say. Ike would give me, or Guy would give me a run and run for my money. Um, Guy would? I I I don't see that. I talked to Ike. I don't know Mike. I never. I don't see Guy that way. That's awesome. What was he talking? He was talking about. you know, the treatment of Native Americans and the reservations. He's like, yeah, I don't see a problem where you send an entire tribe of people out here with enough or, or three tribes of people in one area with enough water to feed a grasshopper. I'm not sure what the problem was. And <laughs> I totally fucked that up. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How could that go wrong? I, I don't see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he's, wow, God, something about I've been to three world fairs and something. Yeah, he's pretty funny guy <laughs> well when he called me oh, about the the situation with my favorite person where the guy called the said they'd yank their marketing money if they didn't pull me as a writer oh dude he said some funny shit i mean i was <laughs> you know i was mad but i was dude, like that, uh, you can't go public but that would be gold that's that's a good story as a person but yeah yeah so, oh, for sure anyway all right man well i'll uh quit talking to you probably need to go back to work no, it's all good. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you calling uh, again. Thank you for doing your thing. It's been fun watching you guys. You guys, you and Frank, are killing it. I love it. So. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Well, cool. I'll get a hold of you when I get back from Alberta, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, you bet. Take care. Have a good time up there. Yep, see ya.